We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. It is your Wednesday, March 29th episode. Jake Burns here with you guys, and we are in the midst of reminding ourselves that never a boring day around Cleveland sports. I don't know if you care much about the Guardians, but they made a huge signing, keeping a, a, an important piece in Andres Jimenez around for a massive contract. And then from the Brown side, which is what you're obviously here for, you uh, probably saw the Odell Beckham and Kevin Stefanski um, greeting each other at the owners' meetings, or whatever they're calling this thing. They've always been known as owners' meetings, but whatever. They're calling them something different. League Summit, hell, I don't know what they're calling it anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that kind of raised some eyebrows. Those two meeting, talking on camera. Uh, I can pretty much assure you, like many people have, that there's nothing there. The Browns have already done everything they're going to do at wide receiver. And it seems like, according to reports, Odell is there to talk to some other teams, Ravens included, about potentially linking up. So I don't think that one's going to come to fruition, but it is nice to see that there can be some cordial stuff there. As, again, I don't think that um, Odell's departure was driven by Kevin uh, at all. We'll leave it at that. Anyway, um, if you've been paying attention this week, I've been updating you on things. Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski have already said at the meetings uh, this week, but we got some words finally from Jimmy Haslam in a pretty relaxed setting, and I want to just kind of talk through all of those. So, um, new stadium renovations, which is continually on people's mind, right? Are they going to renovate the stadium, or are they going to try to build something new? And Haslam had this to say, listen, construction costs are very very high lately, which, you know, if you know anything about building, uh, the market, home buying, home buying, all that stuff tied together, that's a very true statement. He said, so I think everybody has to be practical. And D said it well. Cleveland would benefit tremendously from the development on the waterfront. Uh, which is where the stadium is now, as you know. Having the stadium down there seems to be in everybody's best interest, so we're committed to redoing the stadium. In all likelihood, it's probably not going to have a dome, so that kind of eliminates it. doesn't eliminate it. Everything's you know, Anything could be resurfaced or rethought at any moment, but it does appear they're going away from that idea. Um, but it'll be a substantial remodel of the existing facility, probably three, four, five years away from that happening. So that's the latest update on that. Kevin Stefanski, job security, um, because that question like, apparently has to be asked. 
uh, about last year's 7-10 and 10 season. We were all disappointed. None of us thought we'd be 7-10, and 10, even with Jacoby playing 11 games, Deshaun missing 11 games, however you want to say it. We were all disappointed, very disappointed. Like I said, the desire to win in that building, whether it's ownership, I'm just repeating myself, or personnel coaches is extremely high. We've got high standards, and we expect to be better. You have to realize this. Kevin just turned 40. Andrew's 35, okay? They're now entering their fourth year in the job, and we spent a lot of time with these guys. We've seen them grow. Kevin had never even been a coordinator uh, for, you know, for, he'd only been a coordinator for one year when we hired him. So he hadn't had a lot of experience in what I'll call ga- uh, game management. I think he's learned and grown tremendously over the last two or three years, which that's a very self-aware thing for Haslam to say, right? That, you know, you hire a young coach, there's going to be growing pains. And he's admitting that at times Kevin's game management hasn't been perfect, but you know, it's uh, it's a growing process. He said, did a really nice job of upgrading his staff, which it sounds like Haslam was very much in line with removing Prefer and removing Joe Woods and the, and the hires that they made. Both defense coordinator and special teams coordinator, I just think we put ourselves in a much better position. Andrew's done a nice job of fitting those pieces uh, that we needed to shore up our defensive line. We got a good safety. We got a couple good receivers. And, you've all, and, and you all have watched Andrew. He's not through working. We feel good about Kevin. Feel good about him coming into the season. Feel good about Andrew. You have to, you have, to have some breaks and not have too many injuries. The ball bounces your way. You win games. But everybody understands how important that is. I don't want to say that I'm placing some sort of winning number, he said, right? They don't have to hit some uh, target, the playoff target. But I think we have expectations to go to the playoffs. But I'm not going to say if we don't make the playoffs, X, Y, and Z happens because that'll be the headline tomorrow, okay? Listen, the AFC is tough. You've all been around. Our division is tough. But clearly, as Jimmy is saying, there's an expectation to win. Doesn't mean that that's going to result in jobs being uh, dismissed, but it is an expectation here. He talked about the Lamar Jackson fallout because of the Deshaun Watson contract. Here's what Haslam said, and this is interesting. Everybody understands that in the NFL, it's all about the quarterback. Kansas City Chiefs have been to three of the last four Super Bowls, one, two of the last three. Why? They got number 15, right? So everybody understands the importance of the quarterbacks. There's a lot of good young quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a lot of really good young quarterbacks in the AFC. He continued, we felt good, or sorry, we felt we needed to be aggressive in getting a quarterback. Quarterbacks in their prime, Aaron Rodgers is 39 now. He's still a phenomenal player, but quarterbacks in their prime don't come into the market when they're 26. So we... Reached out, grabbed Deshaun. I'm sure there are things you could have handled better, but you live and you learn as you go. That was completely new territory for all of us. You make the best of the situation. Every team, every business has to look at what they think is best interest of their team. We did that. Uh, sorry, we did what we thought was best interest of our team. We still feel that way. So we're excited to, if you if you have the stuff behind us, uh, excited to have the stuff behind us. This time last year, how many games he going to play was a question. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He's going to be out there the whole season now, barring injury, heaven forbid. He's going to play full 17 games uh, and hopefully more. I think that alone is a big, a bigger leap to the organization, to Deshaun, to all of us. On Lamar Jackson, we're focused on winning games for the Browns. I think we'd be inappropriate to comment on other teams or any other team's players. So essentially he's saying, I don't really care. I paid what I had to pay to get the job done, to get the quarterback we wanted and the fallout of the rest of the league he does not care about. And that's, to me, the most important quotes that we saw from Jimmy Haslam. No real uh, update on... Um, you know, much around the stadium. We did get the dome quote, but we have an idea of where that sits in the timeline of where that sits. He's not going to cater to the rest of the league and apologize for the contract he gave out, even if there is an, a little self-admittance that they could have done some things better uh, around the acquisition of Deshaun, but he's not going to give into that. And then the quotes about Kevin, and I think the really great quote about the age these guys are, the learning on the job, and not placing some playoffs or bust ultimatum. Now, of course, if they go four and 13 or something stupid they're they're probably going to look at some guys losing jobs but nonetheless we're here they know the guys are coming along they're praising that I think that was a really good quote from Haslam really 
uh, shows his growth as an owner, too, and understanding situations and people and all of that as well. So, listen, I wanted to fill you in on all three of the quotes from those guys. We've done that over the last few days. We will have a fresh guest tomorrow. Um, if you want to stick around and have some really good content, though, we did OBR Twitch, Dueling Mock, had Corey Cannon on. Corey does such a good job with this stuff at the draft and everything surrounding it, doing his own uh, draft profile and um, you know his, his draft guide. So always uh, enjoy taking his time to talk about prospects. So if you're interested in that, stick around, and you can listen to what I think turned into two pretty good mock drafts. So listen, thanks for being here. Check in with us again uh, tomorrow. We'll have Jerry Mueller on. Uh, until then, let's get over to the Twitch show, Dueling Mock Drafts, right now. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into uh, the show. I think my microphone's on. I hope you can hear me. Um, we are doing a mock draft today. We're doing dueling mock drafts. I know we've taken some time away from these uh, a little bit because free agency has been so crazy and uh, trying to cover that and get all the things that we need to talk about out of the way at that spot. But we're diving back into them. I think we have like four of these from now until the draft, which is crazy. April 27th will be here before we know it. Um, wanted to bring on friend of the OBR, friend of mine, um, formerly with us, now thriving on his own. Corey Kennan, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, Jake. I'm good. Happy to be back. It's been a while since I've been on a dueling mantra, so I'm happy to be back. Yeah, you're one of my favorites to get on and talk about the draft. So as we do this, you guys know traditionally if we are out in front of free agency, we will um, just kind of pinpoint some players the Browns will end up scooping up for this one we're only going to do one player that's a sean robinson so from now until the draft and not to say they can't do things after the draft but they will go get one more defensive lineman and that is a sean robinson we won't tell jack duffin because jack hates his pressure percentage but we just need respectable players inside and if a sean is healthy he is going to do some nasty things in there to help uh, to help defend the run and we can draft off of that we can look at uh, ways to supplement pass rush along the interior as well so listen let's um Let's talk a couple quick questions before we get going. Corey's going to use uh, the um, NFL Mock Draft Database Simulator, uh, which, if you guys have not seen it, looks a little bit like this. And I am going to use the Pro Football Focus one. If you have not noticed, I think somebody even said it in the comments, like there's uh, a recent trend here is now Pro Football Focus is charging you to use their simulator. So uh, you better have a uh, membership if you want to use it. That's a bit, that's a, that's a bit crummy because our options have been limited, right? Pro Football Network's draft board seems to be months behind. I don't know what's going on over there. And then the uh, one of the OGs, not fan speak, but um, the draft network has just decided that they're not going to put one out this year, it seems. It's like uh, a month until the draft, and they've just decided to not have a simulator out. So I don't know what's going on. Anyway, everything's getting put behind a paywall, Corey. We're trying to figure this out as we go. I want to ask you this, man. We're at 74 now. You've done some some simulations yourself over the Browns where I want to know, like, what are you at 74? Like, what are you looking at? Like, what, how do you, how do your priorities shift now with what we know and what's going to be sitting there at 74 based on a hunch? Yeah. I think they're in a position to go best player available. Like, I think they've put themselves in a position where they don't have to go in and say, Oh gosh, we've really got to get a linebacker at 74. Oh gosh. We really need a defensive tackle. We really need a wide receiver. I think, I think they've added enough, even if they are one-year stop gaps at every position, to say, I, I think we can just go in and look at our board when we're on the clock and see, hey, who's the best player that we have on this board right now? I do, too. Is there a player, as I'm sure you've done a lot of these simulators now, the simulators aren't the end-all be-all. There will be people available at 74 that no one expects. There will be people that jump up and are picked above 74 that nobody expects. So I think you know what's interesting is I saw <laughs> – it was Chad Ryder, maybe, uh, I, I think, who did one the other day, the four-round Browns mock, and, like, 
after the Browns pick had Felix Sanadike, Ozoma, and some others, I'm like, okay, so those guys are still available. Like, I just think these simulators are very uh, formulaic, and we get into our minds based on these simulators, who's going to be there, who's not. And you never know, because a reminder of last year, I keep going back to this point, but if you looked at the ESPN mock the day before the draft, Corey, I'm sure you remember this, they had Perry on Winfrey going to the Browns in the second round. And mm-hmm. – Brown's taking him in the fourth round. So you, you really never know. You know, the, like the, today's one that I posted, I took Elijah Canty, but I took him at 74. He fell down the board, and it's not impossible that he could be a guy to fall down the board. I think people will be drawn to pass rush, but it's not impossible that the size concerns with the young man is an example, means he slips, falls down the board, and you never know. And at 74, I'm a little more I, I open to taking him than I would have been at 42, for example. So just keep that in mind as we do these and don't, try your best i know it's hard because we all sort of uh i know pro football focus goes off of what the public takes often and then they have their rankings too and i try to find a balance and how that setup goes but yeah i mean in general i think that it's a weird spot 74 but as you do these Corey, is there a guy that you feel like man i really want to get that player at 74 like i really feel like that between the mocks you're doing and just guys you like is there a guy that stands out to you there yeah, that would be Nick Erbig. We're, we're at Nick Erbig territory now. Again, I think the Browns mm-hmm. have done a really good job of of going out and getting Ogbo Okoronkwo. Uh, I think, you know, now they have – I think they trust Alex Wright to do a little big end stuff to move inside a little bit. Um, but now if you can get a guy – again, Taki Taki's going to be out most of the season as well. He's your traditional Sam when you're, when you're healthy. Um, but if you can go out and get a guy like Nick Erbig, who is by all means a pass rush specialist, and, and you could do some really fun things with Nick Erbig then. And I think he could even be, you know, on early downs, he could be your, uh, you know, maybe your Sam linebacker as well, if you're, if you're going to stand him up for the time. Um, but I think you can do a really, f- a lot of fun things in nickel dime sets with, with Nick Erbig and, and have him included in a lot of packages to really bring pressure off the edge. So he's kind of the guy that I've, I've had my eye on for a while. Um, but again, like I've been using, using PFF and I can still kind of know, like you get into this, this mode too, Jake, a little bit where you're like, Ooh, but like, I know if I take if I don't take a wide receiver here, all the wide receivers are going to be gone by 98. And, and so like, I feel like, Oh, I've got to take a wide receiver here. Uh, but Nick Irving would be the guy ideally in a, in a true NFL setting. I'd be like, yeah, give me Nick Irving. Yeah. Let's do yours first then let's, let's dive in and let you talk through who's around at 74. I mean, you're welcome to, if you get to a spot, you would oh. want to trade up. You're certainly, um, you know, more than welcome to trade up for somebody uh, within, you know, as, uh, as realistic as we can get it here. But, um, I think that that would make for, uh, I think that would make for a fun example here. So go ahead and yeah, talk through when it gets to your spot or around a certain point, look at who's out there and see if there's anything that catches your eye or just pick at 74. Cool. 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 So yeah. Uh, the mock draft simulator isn't as fast as uh, the turbo on PFS is. So a new, a new installment, the turbo speed. I'm not, yeah, it is. I'm not for trading out of the spot again. They're back far enough. I don't know if they'd consider trading out of the spot either. Mm-hmm. I do want to go back a little bit. Luke Whipler, I think, you know, if they would, uh, they wouldn't have given, you know, um, Ethan Posick about two years of guaranteed money. I think center could have been in play here. Um, you know, I don't really like any of these names that went before. So, I mean, maybe Zach Harrison is a name I'd be interested in uh, going before, but sitting at, at 74 now, I mean, we got Derek Hall again, if, if we want a more traditional big end, who's more linear, who's more, powerful he's got a, a big punch he's explosive but he doesn't have a lot of pass rush moves and he's not flexible i think again that's a traditional big end guy i think you'd be looking for who can just provide pressure by pushing pockets mm-hmm. um man i like tucker craft quite a bit too um 
but again, I, two year deal uh, for for Aikens. I think that kind of takes tight end early off the table. Gervin Dexter is interesting, but I think he he legitimately has one of the highest ceilings of the class and legitimately has one of the lowest floors in the class as well. So that kind of terrifies me. I mean, obviously, I mean, if Tyler Scott's on the board, this is a no brainer. If Tyler Scott's on the board, this is a no brainer for me. Uh, again, again, they're they're in a position where I think they can take best player available. And right now at the board that I'm looking at, Tyler Scott's the best player available. Um, and it could happen, you know, those G5 receivers, you know, even that we're high on can tend to get, can tend to slip down the board a little bit uh, more than we think they should. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's possible a, a Tyler Scott could be on the board. Jamie Robinson would interest me later on. Marvin Mims is kind of the receiver I fall back into in PFF because Tyler Scott's well off the board. Um, but again, Tyler Scott's going to be that guy. When you look at the wide receiver room, they have a decision to make on Amari Cooper's $23 million cap hit next year. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, peop- I mean, it's, it's kind of expected he's going to get an extension of some kind. I think we'd be shocked if he didn't. But outside of that, him and Elijah Moore are really the only two receivers on the roster. Um, so while the receiver room is good this year, I don't think the long-term health is as healthy as I, I would be feel comfortable heading into 2023 with. Um, and so I think wide receivers very much in play, and I'm, I'm taking Tyler Scott. Like, there's no way I'm not okay. taking Tyler Scott. Right? I like it. I like it a lot. Um, okay, so you take Tyler Scott. I'm trying to load up mine. Um, went a little haywire here. I'm going to load up. The turbo mode will help me get there pretty quickly. So just a second. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go fast. Sim over to my side. Let's try to get around. Well, it got all the way to 74. What are you going to do? All right, um, let's switch over. Bring up mine. Okay, so at pick 74, guys who went out in front. So like Jalen Hyatt went pick 72. Rasheed Rice went 69. Julius Brent 68. Uh, Derek Hall, 66. Carl Brooks goes 64. Herbig, our guy there you are mentioning earlier, Corey, 63. I can't see Eli Ricks going 60 with the testing data we have on him. Mm-hmm. I just can't see it. I mean, it's some all-time bad agility numbers. Andre Carter, I think, would be interesting to them. Um, just, I know he didn't test all too well, but just some of the stuff he could do strong side edge Fosky, like this range, Keanu Benton, Fosky, Andre Carter area would be of interest to them. I really can't see Trenton Simpson falling that far either, but maybe he will, um, on the board for me on this side. So Travis Hodges, Tomlinson's a guy I know a lot of us are interested in as a potential nickel, Jamie Robinson, you just mentioned, I, I just, if we're taking Ashawn Robinson and we're taking, we've obviously brought in Dalvin Tomlinson. Siaki Ike is just a complete copy paste and a worse version. Like he's, he's not going to add any value along the interior. Is it, it pronounced Devin Ashane? A-chain. Am I pronounced? A-chain. Okay. So he's really good. He's really he good. The problem is drafting a running back at 74. But if we are saying <laughs> best player available, it's an interesting player. I mean, he's really good. Clark Phillips is fun too, Corey. I think a he lot is, of people. Man. He didn't on. test super well, but man, he his play speed's phenomenal, and he's a hawk, man. And he's young, and man, uh-huh. he would be fun. It's again, just can you can you stomach another draft taking corner early? Um, Tyler Scott's there. You know, you and I love him for the sake of redundancy. He is not going to be my pick. <laughs> how do you feel about? I'm gonna I want to ask you about a player. I want Jalen Duncan. How do you feel about him? I think he's a little bit overhyped. I do too. I don't. I don't love his team comparatively to where he's at on a lot of people's big boards. I don't either. I was curious what you thought of him. Uh, Keon White is old, too old for them to be interested in, in my opinion. At twenty four, already twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, 
I can't. I'm not. I'm blocking myself from taking um, a Tyler Scott. I just feel like that's cheating. But I want to see real quick. There's a safety that I'm in love with. Did he get? Did he get picked up, or did they list him at corner? Is it Jartavis Martin? It is. I love. I don't understand. I don't understand how he's at 133. I'm not. He's better than Sidney Brown. He's better. He's he's better than a lot of safeties in this class. Like Mm -hmm. his versatility, down forward player man. Like I really like him. I really. I I cannot understand why he's sitting at 133. I guess I could cheat the board a little bit for the sake of the uh, goofiness that is this whole thing. Um, boy, it sucks that you get to this spot and you really like the defensive backs more than anything else. PFF's always super frustrating too because like Dorian Williams is a guy I love at 98 and his, his ADP is 126, but he's always gone by 98 every time I do a PFF mock. It's so frustrating to me. Yeah, they have the... Uh... You almost have to sometimes tweak up their rankings versus the public rankings. I like Moro Ojimo too. I just don't know that I love him at love this him spot. Early. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't love him. This he's not the best player sitting on this board. Tucker Craft is fun too. Um, he is. If you want to stomach a guy who's an H slot, he can play in line. He can do it all. I, I, yeah. I'm going to take a guy I think is going to get drafted higher than people think, man. I'm t- I'm just gonna take Juan. I really I really think he's gonna good. get drafted higher. He's a good player, um, man. Yeah, so I'll get a bad grade from the people who do grades for a living, but I don't really care. So and that's my pick at seven four. Roll back, yeah, man. He's he's that's you got to I think people need to start having the discussion that they're going to replace Grant Delpit. They're not mm-hmm. going to be able to pay him. He's going to have a good year. They're not going to be able to pay him. It's going to be the first real player that we see leave that is a quality player. So just a heads up on that. I wanted to uh, kind of reiterate that. Hey, if you're cheating your side, I'm about to cheat my side. We'll get to that in just a second. But go okay. ahead and take your next pick. I mean, Gervin Dexter still on the board. I would feel more comfortable at 98 than I would at 74. But again, I still feel like he's, his floor is so low. Like, again, I get it. He's explosive, all these things. But there are times he's not engaged off the ball. His pad level is atrocious at times. Like, And he I, he feels a lot to me like, Perry on win for a year ago. We were saying the same thing. There's going to be a learning Matt. curve for him, Corey. Yeah. It's going to be a learning curve. And yeah. I, I mean, while I understand it, I just don't know that they want to do it. Right. I don't love any of these edges right here. I mean, is, is this cheating the board right here? Nick Urbig's their 121 the guy at 121 right here. Is that cheating? cheating if you got to cheat the board, bit, you man. can cheat it. That's fine. If he's there, oh, he's there. He's, I don't think he'll be there at 98, but I mean, it's, it's possible. It's certainly possible. Jamie's still on the board too, and I haven't taken a nickel yet. And Jamie can do it all, but and yeah. for redundancy, I'm not going to take Quan, who's down here. Man, I love Jamie. I know. His, I mean, his testing numbers came up a little bit as RAS has kind of fleshed itself out. I think he's in the fives now, which still isn't great. Yeah. But again, he can play over the top. He can play nickel. He can play in the box. They still have to replace a nickel and Ronnie Harrison at this point too. So they, they got a true free, but they don't have a dimes like a third safety, and they love to run a lot of three safety looks jamie can do that better than ronnie could and he can play in the nickel if you're just sticking pure nickel mm-hmm. but again i could come back and maybe get jl skinner to be that dime skinner's safety. huge man that he's dude is huge. a huge dude and he's a thumper. yeah i'm just gonna cheat the board here a little bit i'm taking where to go there's a linebacker on here i'm taking Irving, man that's my guy i love you can't the help the you incompetence can... of these fake gms Corey. you keep right i can't the things that you can do with <laughs> nick Irving, man like you can you can do so many things with Nick Urbig, and I just I can't pass on it right there. 
I agree. I, Nick Herbig's fun. He could be there at 90. It's not impossible. He is still sort of seen as a tweener. So I could he see is. people do that. Um, Again, he reminds okay, me so a lot I of took, like Frankie Louvu in Carolina. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of cool. Frankie Louvu. He's bigger than Joe Schobert, too, but people forget mm-hmm. Joe Schobert was an edge rusher at Wisconsin. Yeah, he was. And they moved him off ball. Now, I don't think they're moving Herbig off ball, but occasionally they could. But, like, he's a pass rusher. So I just think that there could be some people that overthink that. I'll just sort of leave it at that. It's not impossible. It'd be goofy if they did, not impossible. I'm going to cheat the board, too. Tyler Listen, Scott's still on the board. <laughs> if, if Tyler Scott's here at 98 and people want to keep letting him slide, I'm going to take him. So I'll take Quan Martin with pick 74. And then I'll take Tyler Scott in 98. And again, I I really don't think it's impossible. Uh, impossible. The SIS guys, Corey, don't even have him in the top 100. I'm actually really surprised by that. That's that is shocking. And again, last year, like we were talking about, like Sky Moore, everyone was like, Sky Moore's gonna go first round. Sky Moore's gonna go first round, and he went 56th overall. You know, like this yep. thing happens to G5 receivers. It does. Man. Wants. Okay, let's switch back to you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. All right. Again, I'm trying to balance the board like between PFF and this because like Mock Draft Simulator has some dudes real low. Like Dorian Williams right here is, is real tantalizing for me at 111. I don't love the value on any of these defensive tackles right now. And again, I don't think they they need to necessarily like reach on one. Again, we, we have a lot of guys on one-year deals. And I don't think we necessarily have a second starter either on that defensive line. I guess we signed Ashawn, but again, that I would assume that'd be a one-year deal. I'm taking Jamie. Again, Jamie can play in the box. He can play in the slot. He can play over top. He he, he wears a lot of hats. And you know, if they're looking to, to to replace a dime safety and a nickel, he could he could maybe do both of those things. Or if they go into dime, they could kick Grant help it down, Grant Depp it down, and he could step up. You know, like there's a lot of things that Jamie can do for your defense here. Like I'm going to type out your pick so that we have them. Uh, sliding across the bottom so people coming in late can see this. All right. Corey picks is what I said. All right, my side now. So I am up at um, 111. I am not, I'm not even in, we're not even entertaining trades here. We're just going to move wow. through it. If I'm sitting here and Colby Wooden's available and you want to say like, hey, do they want some flexibility between like the type of um, Demarcus Walker, right? Size, 
I think he's got some similar traits. He's played, if you look at his snap count stuff, he did a, a wide variety of stuff into the three uh, in at 253. I don't think I'd take him any earlier than this. But again, if you're looking for like flexible, big body, inside out guys so you can move around your D line, I think I could be very into Colby Wooden. So I'm going to take him at pick 113. Other guys I considered, Yasir Abdullah is older. He's a guy who, when I look at him, I'm like, he's 23. So why is he so much further down than Will McDonald? Like, there's some stuff there that is fascinating to me about the perception of some of these guys. A uh, little too early for a running back for me. I could be interested in Zach Harrison at this point. If he's still around at 126, which he could be, uh, I would be interested there. But for here, right now, inside out flexibility, I'm going to take Wooden. So that gives me Quan Martin. And um, I'll list my picks as well. Corey, we'll switch over to you. I'll list my picks while we do that. Cool, cool, cool. Again, I'm going through my board right now. This would be a spot I'd be interested in trading out of. Um, again, I'm not going to entertain trades, but I can guarantee the Browns aren't drafting six players on day three um, in real life. Um, mm-hmm. And this would be a spot I, I really like Roshan. I don't know if you watch Roshan Johnson, man. Yeah, I like he's Roshan fun. Johnson, he just is so overshadowed. It reminds me of some of those dynamics. Uh, think about like, not that, it wasn't even a split backfield. It was just a guy who said like Frank Gore, who was hidden mm-hmm. around super talented players in Miami. Like you're like, oh yeah, he probably didn't get enough love. So uh, the, the I mean the forced tackle rate stuff is phenomenal, and I think mm-hmm. the tape's pretty good too. I do too. I like Braden Daniels if they're looking for a future swing. I don't know where they where, where they sit with James Hudson at this point, but Braden Daniels is really athletic. I really like his foot speed. That the upper body and lower body haven't meshed yet, so he's he's pretty clunky still, but. There's a lot to work with with Braden Daniels, but I think I can probably get him later on. Mm-hmm. Again, if we're reviewing Jamie as a, as a true safety, I could still take another corner, man, and go nickel. I'm not opposed to that. Um, and I think I'm going to do that, man. I really like Riley Moss. I watched him last night, just wrote him up last night. And I think his feet press tech are real smooth. I think he's really patient in zone coverage. He's really smart. Um I don't know why he's a consensus outside the top 100 player, uh, but I, I think Riley Moss is a really good player. And again, w- what I have to project a little bit here, though, is he has not played the outside the nickel at all at his time at Iowa. So I have to project, can he kick inside? Um, but I, I think he's a willing tackler. I think he's he's willing to throw his body around a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, I'm more than willing to, to take that chance right here. Okay, I like it. Let me add him to your list here. Okay, I would also be interested in trading out of this pick personally. Um, it's a it's a premier spot because you have, again, you have at one forty two and one forty. Uh, I think it ends up being one forty and one forty two. You have two picks. So moving this pick into next year makes a ton of sense. Um, guys, I like at this spot. Zach Kuntz is older, but I mean, listen, when you have you one of the best athletes, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. got to entertain it. <laughs> I would be interested. I know you and I both like Byron Young. Um, would be interested there. Um, you know, I, I just mentioned Diaby as a guy you could try to to develop as an edge, a bigger body guy. Um, Keaton Mitchell, and there's certainly some running backs I'm in love with. Patrick Clark, I know we like him. I like Broderick Martin as a bigger body, but again, they don't. It's where he's at. Man, I hate to double up with you, but I don't know why <laughs> Riley Moss is so low on their board. And he's um, explosive, no, not, man. He's a good athlete yeah. too, man. I just. Seeing as I just took a player I see playing more inside than outside, I'm going to take an edge that I think I can can develop um, and get get some get a chance to get some reps. So I'm going to take. Uh, where are we going here? We're going to go up. We're going to take a little older again. 
We're going to take Diaby from Louisville. Had a nice breakout year, 10 sacks. Put together some really nice pressure numbers this past year. Um, drafting prototype here, looking for a guy to, to play with Okoronkwo and Alex Wright, kind of those guys fighting for the opportunity over there. So I'm going to take Diaby at my spot. So switch back to you. All right. Quan Martin's still on the board on mine at 140. So that's fun. I have to urge you not to take him because I'm not going to take him. That would be, that'd be <laughs> working the board way too much. But man, I think this is the range where I like, I like Jerome Ford, but I don't think Jerome Ford gives you a lot outside of linear explosiveness. They got two running, but they got another running back about to fill anyway. But is, I really like Roshan Johnson. I really like Roshan Johnson. Again, I don't like either of these players that are at the top of this defensive tackle board. You could talk me in, into to Ojimo right here, though. You could talk me into Ojimo right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any bigger body ends that I like? Not particularly. I mean, I'd like Jose a little bit later. Um, I did not take a linebacker at Dorian Williams is still on the board. So I'm taking Dorian. Again, I think Dorian is going to be a guy that's going to probably be a fringe top 100 player. Um, so that's working the board a little bit. Um, but I mean, I, I think when you're, you're bringing back one of your best locker room leaders and Anthony Walker, you're bringing back Sione Takitaki, both on one year deals. You got to draft a little bit for the future in the linebacker room. I think you get a guy who you have four years with four years with. So I, I think, you know, you let Anthony Walker help that guy out for one year and let him stick in there at Mike. So I'm going to go with uh, Dorian right there. I like it. I like it. Um, what do we mean by working the board? What we mean is we, we know how this, like the simulators don't always value players the way we think that they're going to get valued. They'll have players picked that don't make any sense for teams. And we know having done these enough, there are certain players available at certain slots. So it just means that you can really get away with some, uh, some things, a, a popular question here, Corey, that keeps coming up with Dorian. Feel free to elaborate. He has played Will in his career. He has played overhang in his career. He played Mike this year for Tulane and he had the best season of his career at Mike. Um, and in a year where Tulane you know, obviously won their conference and won a, a big bowl game against USC. So I think he can play, play Mike. And I, I think at the NFL level now, not so much the Browns under Joe Woods, you know, Joe Woods really asked his, his Mike linebackers just to just kind of sit hook curl and, and work downhill. But uh, we could get into a position where um, our defensive coordinator could ask, start asking the Mike linebacker to rotate out a little bit. And if that's the case, it helps to have a good a guy who can do that. So um, I, I, I don't think just because he's good in coverage, that means he's a will. I think there are a lot of Mikes who have really good coverage savvy, uh, and that's a benefit to your team. But again, he played Mike this year for Tulane, and he had the best season of his career. There you go. All right. Um, at this spot, you know, I'm interested in in somebody who can do a little bit of both, right? A guy who's maybe got some experience playing tackle, playing guard, can come in and be – because, again, they just signed – what was it, Wes Martin? Their mm-hmm. interior offensive line depth is pretty shaky. They have James Hudson as a back. I think they're going to look for a guy who can do some similar things to what Chris Hubbard was able to do for them and develop, give him a chance. I think Braden Daniels is an interesting player, and at this spot I feel relatively comfortable with them taking somebody that they could like inside-out flexibility. So – I'm going to go ahead and take uh, offensive tackle from Utah, Braden Daniels, who has some inside-out flexibility. We'll just do my 142 real quick. I'm pretty ardent on this, Corey. If 
I, I don't know what Keaton Mitchell ended up his full testing look like, but that guy ran away from defenses all the time. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you've had a chance to really dig in on him. He yeah. is really fun. And I'm interested in him. I'm interested in Eric Gray, but I think Eric Gray's a little older, if I recall, right? Yeah, he's 23 mm-hmm. and some change. Um, I know you and I have talked about Jose Ramirez, not the not the one we're all thinking about this time of year, <laughs> but uh, this Jose Ramirez is a fun a fun pass rusher. I am looking at running back because they have not given us any indication that they're interested in not doing anything other than drafting one, right? Like Zach Evans is interesting. This is who they had the Browns mocked in the other day in that NFL draft one, NFL.com draft. I I think he's fine. I don't think I'm taking him. I think there are better options. Kenny McIntosh is interesting. What's that? I've heard Evans is kind of a headache too. I think I'm going to stick with my brand. If Keaton Mitchell's there, I really think he's a fun football player. A lot of a lot of running away from people, and he's really young. And I do think he can catch the football out of the backfield. I think he can find the field right away for them in certain situations. So mm-hmm. 142, I'm comfortable taking Keaton Mitchell. I'm going to take him. So hopefully that uh, doesn't come back to bite me later in the draft, but next year. But that's what I'm going to take. You're up at 142, right? Yep, I sure am. Um, so again, I was going to take Braden, Braden Daniels off the board for me at, at this point. Um, Roshan Johnson is still there. I, I'm heavily considering running back as well. Again, mm-hmm. my problem is, is Roshan doesn't really bring a different skill set than Jerome Ford. So this is two guys that could compete for Kareem Hunt snaps. And I don't love mm-hmm. that. I, I don't love that, but I do think Roshan's eyes are so good. I think he brings more in the passing game than, than Jerome Ford does. Roshan is so good in pass pro, so good in pass pro too. So I'm really, really tantalized by tantalized by by Roshan Johnson. I this is also the range where I could be talking to more Ojimo again still. So um, and I haven't taken a defensive tackle. And again, we've talked about all the guys we've signed to one year deals. Ashawn, in this situation, we've signed Ashawn. Both Hurst, mm-hmm. Tristan Hill on one year deals. Jordan Elliott on the last year of a deal might not even make the roster. Uh, I think you have to get another young guy you could say I have four years with. Um, they kind of reset that rookie contract at defensive tackle. Uh, and, and so th- this is where I start to say, yeah, this might be a little bit, a little bit of a need. So I'll take Ojimo here. Yeah. Good football player, especially in that range that the Browns are going to likely be picking. Um, okay. We'll switch over to me. I'm in a spot that is, is truly, I, I couldn't care less about the position. I mean, Matt Landers had an unbelievable testing performance. Uh, you wonder Toledo if they take a risk. Too, yeah. yeah. Did um, you see uh, – I just saw him on your board, that offensive tackle from Louisville. Did you see his, his testing numbers today? It was off the charts today, Trevor right? Reed. Yeah, man. Yeah, I wonder if they – I have it right in my in my feed. 6'4", uh, 3'11", 38-inch vertical at 3 and 11. What? That's like wide receivers jump 38 inches. 10'4", <laughs> uh, broad – 4.940 yard dash, 25 reps on the bench press. Dude can do a backflip too, a standing backflip. Yeah, he's um, that's pretty freaky, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Th- that's the type of toolsy player you could see them going after. If the, if it gets to here, I wonder if. Yeah, that's that's who like I'm Brenton most Strange. interested. Yeah. Brenton Strange is a guy I have I have a lot of stock in, uh, trying to see if he can be that F tight end that you we used to call it a U, a wing tight end who can do some fun stuff. And really, if I'm taking him, I'm probably letting Harrison Bryant go um, because I think he can do some similar things. Not as good a blocker as Harrison because he doesn't fight quite as hard, but I don't think the Browns care so much. I mean, the evidence of 
we have this guy in David Njoku who's an alien who can handle some of those duty for us when we need it. If we put somebody like Jordan Akins on the field, or if we put somebody like depth wise here, like Britton Strange on the field, you feel like they're going after guys who can catch the football and run with it. And I think Strange is a lot of fun. So I do want to get a tight end in this class if it aligns. So I'm going to take Britton Strange. Go back to you. All right. Roshan's officially off my board now. Um, a lot of nickels I like. Like, I really like Jay Ward. I think Jay Ward is a, is a good player. Probably a little bit earlier. I like Keetrell mm-hmm. Clark. Man, I don't love – this is another situation where I'd say, yeah, I'd probably trade out. Again, I, I would probably take Britain Stranger, too, and I, I might. Uh, this is a good – 190 is good Jose Ramirez range as well, uh, who I know the Browns have a lot of interest in. I was told that at Eastern Michigan's Pro Day uh, – they were all over him. So again, he's an older guy, but I don't think they care about that super late. Again, they drafted 24 year old uh, Isaiah Thomas last year in, in the seventh round. So we're talking sixth round mm-hmm. right here, ultra bendy, really good situational pass rusher who I think can develop into a rotational player, uh, even on rundowns. So I, I, I think Jose Ramirez is worth it right there at 190. Yeah. I wish he was available on this side. He's snatched up. Where did they end up taking him? Let me see if I can find, um, Probably going to be a little tricky to find where they ended up selecting him. Boy, he went 149, which to me seems pretty plausible. Um, the age is is up there, but the tape is really good. Um, on my side, looking at – I'm looking for, like, guys who can make special teams impacts, and you're always looking at late linebackers, right? You love, mm-hmm. love, love, love late linebackers. Dennis is interesting, had a really, really strong graded year, productive year. Um, Do you watch any Drake Thomas at all? Not really, no. He He's an interesting athlete, man. He can really move. He's not all too old, uh, which I think that would be an upside part of what they're looking at here um, and was a, an impactful part of their special teams there. I mean, Brandon Hill is another big body safety type that's that's a little interesting. Cameron Mitchell. Had some nice work at Northwestern at times. Didn't get a ton of his film, but saw some of it. Again, here you're just trying to go for what you think will be a special teams flex. And like a guy who's a long shot chance to make the roster. Some throwing picks are about as dartboard as it gets. I'll just take Drake Thomas. I think, again, linebackers late are fun picks for me because they're shot in the dark type. So I'll let you finish out and then we'll share. Yeah. Uh, How these work out. Britain Strange is on my board, but I, I don't want to just for the sake of not repeating. I'll, I'll keep scrolling. I like Juice Scruggs as a solid like. If I need this guy to like play, you won't hear about him. But he's got day like a late day three guy. Man, Ronnie Hickman, I don't, I don't really like. I like I started out the year like really liking Ronnie Hickman, Hickman's tape, and as the year went on, I was like, man, this guy's not athletic. This guy's not fast. This guy can't move. Uh, and I just don't know if there's a role for him at the NFL level now. Is where I'm kind of at with him uh anthony bradford that's an interesting one for me man again we're not talking special teams uh, for for this pick for me but anthony bradford is uh, again he tested super super well at at the combine uh Mm -hmm. and as we're talking about building interior depth um i I think he's a guy that that makes a lot of sense for the browns here especially if they're taking again when we're talking late round late round picks we're not talking about guys that we expect to develop into starters we expect to be solid depth pieces like seventh round picks historically around the league like have like a 50 50 shot of making the roster so there's literally no harm no foul and and, and just throwing a dart at a seventh round pick league oh, wide and, and i think i'm going i think i'm going anthony bradford there again we're talking about 
uh, a 9.81 RAS, you know, really good explosiveness, really good 40 time, uh, 34 reps on the bench press. Um, so I, I'm going to go with him. I love it. Okay. Um, so go through yours. You have, go, go ahead and just give us a little insight on each of your picks and then we'll wrap this puppy up. Yeah. So Tyler Scott, again, I, I just don't feel comfortable with the wide receiver room. I think it's, it's firm for 2023, but how does it look in 2024? I have some questions there. So I'm not opposed to just saying best player available. If it's a wide receiver, I'm taking a wide receiver. Tyler Scott, I think is going to go in the fifties, sixties, but you know, if he falls to 74, that's a slam dunk. Nick Erbig, sub-packaged pass rusher, who who is really nuanced as a pass rusher, but a bit of a tweener. But I think he could still be a base Sam if you need him to be a base Sam as well, in, in addition to some, some sub-packaged pass rush, situational pass rushing stuff. Uh, so I think he's an excellent player. Uh, Jamie Robinson, box, over-the-top nickel, can kind of do it all. Again, at this point, we're round four. If he plays just as that dime, uh, that third safety on the field, you're getting good value out of a fourth-rounder. Uh, Riley Moss, really athletic, really smooth athlete, uh, looks good on the field. Again, I think you can train him to be a nickel. Uh, you know, they have depth at corner already, but they're always looking for more depth. So I think they're going to take a corner to another spot. Dorian Williams is one of the linebackers I'm highest on in this class. Um, again, I think he can develop into your starting sand or your starting Mike. I'm sorry. He, he has a lot of the same skill sets as Anthony Walker, similar athletes, similar body types. So, uh, again, mm-hmm. learning from one of the best leaders in your locker room for a year before Anthony Walker hits the market again, and who knows could come back again. But I think that's a safe bet to, to hope to develop Mora Ojimo. Uh, again, you're just adding depth on a four-year deal rather than hoping to re-sign guys for one-year deals year in and year out. Uh, good situational pass rusher. Don't love his body of work in the run game. But again, if you're asking him to rotate in on passing downs, I think that's fine. He's a little slippery. He's long. Uh, so I like that. Uh, Jose Ramirez, a uh, good rotational edge, uh, really flexible. Um, so I, I think that's a safe bet here at 190. And then just taking a developmental offensive lineman for an athletic developmental offensive lineman for, for Bill, Bill Callahan to get his hands on in the seventh round, I think is a slam dunk. I'll tell you what, I like your draft more. I think the GMs in your draft sucked a little more than the GMs in my draft. I don't pay <laughs> I attention to the grades. Uh, listen, Quan Martin's going to get picked on the top. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone in the top 60 picks. I, I, I really He's would. a good player, um, man. Oh, you got to remember, he's a 44-inch vertical. He's an explosive, mm-hmm. explosive athlete. Um, okay, so he's mine at, at 74. Tyler Scott, again, like Corey said, don't think he's going to be there in this range. But if he's there, we'll take him. Colby Wooden is not an edge to me. He's more of an inside three, um, a guy you really like in sort of your speed package rush game stuff inside out. Diaby's a fun edge prospect. I think that you can get some development out of him in a short rookie contract, but that's okay. You can still be a useful player taking him at 126. Braden Daniels, developmental tackle for me, but also has interior experience. I see him as a similar Chris Hubbard type of player for the Browns with the ability to play tackle down the line if, if he, uh, starts to take in what Bill Callahan has to say. Keaton Mitchell, love him. Hybrid running back can do it all. Not big, but that's not what we need. We need a guy who can catch the football and he can run away and create big plays. Britton Strange, a fun, versatile inline and slot flex tight end uh, for the future. And then Drake Thomas is a linebacker dart throw that we are looking at some athletic upside special teams experience late. So, yeah, that's our draft, guys. Corey had to get out of here by 745 tonight. Jake. And, And he got it. We got it in by 745. So, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Listen, next one of these we do, we will do this on Twitch, and you guys can vote and pick in your own mock as well. So if you're not on Twitch, go to Twitch to watch these, and you can get a vote for who you would take, and we'll go with a uh, a two-user mock drafts and then a consensus uh, viewer mock draft as well. So uh, check that out next Tuesday. We'll be here. Corey, we appreciate you 
As always, man, continue to read Corey's work over at Browns Wired. Does a, a really good job over there with some good film study stuff uh, and always appreciate his perspective on the draft because I think few work as hard around the draft as Corey does. So we appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Jake. Of course, of course. Guys, thanks for being here. There's about 100 of us that hung out for this. We're getting, you know, like I said, we only have th- like three more of these until it's 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 draft week and we start to go crazy. The OBR has some fun stuff planned. Keep your eye out for that as April t- the calendar turns to April. We're going to have a, uh, a bunch of different prospect studies to figure out who the Browns might circle at 74 and 98. So thanks for being here, everybody. Appreciate it. And um, listen, have a great day. And go Browns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.